Music from the Couch is brought to you by Just Naturals. Just Naturals offers premium hemp CBD products designed to help improve lives. Founded by a registered nurse and mother, feel confident when browsing any of Just Natural's CBD products, knowing that they're all tested by third-party labs to assure purity and concentrations of cannabinoids. What does this mean? Just Natural's products contains zero contaminants, just the good stuff. Head over to JustNaturals.com now to get a 30-day satisfaction guarantee and 20% off your first order using the code COUCH. That's www.jesnaturals.com, code COUCH for 20% off your first order. High-quality CBD to improve your daily life, justnaturals.com. All right, are you guys ready? Welcome to Music from the Couch. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Music on the Couch. This is Todd Hurst. Again, thank you all so much for uh, for tuning in to listen. Today, uh, super excited about today's guest. I have been following this guy for a while now. Um, some could call it obsessive, but I hope that uh, by the end of this episode, uh, we're more we're more friends or maybe pen pals uh, than there is the possibility of a restraining order. Uh, joining me today, singer, songwriter, musician, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and call him a Weezer super fan. His new album, <laughs> Sun Bleach, is available now. Joining me from uh, just above the uh, the border on the left coast in Vancouver, BC, Mr. Nick Costa. Nick, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? I am fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. it's a lot later here than it is there so my night's winding down and your night's just beginning right just starting yeah, yeah. we're starting to get just really uh go go nuts it's a it's a tuesday <laughs> it's a tuesday <laughs> it's a and tuesday yeah that's what i love about podcasts is it you know they get released on a certain day people don't really know when they're recorded but uh we're fully transparent here at yeah Music we're all about couch. transparency absolutely yeah it's tuesday it's tuesday night everyone um yeah. So, you know, if you're listening to this, maybe just by happenstance, you're listening to this on a Tuesday, uh, you can feel, you can probably feel the experience that we're feeling right now of just a crazy, crazy Tuesday night. Uh, well, thanks for joining and, and being a part of this. I really appreciate it. And there's many reasons why I reached out to you. Um, and, uh, and, and we're going to get into a lot of that. But I want to start off with the fact that you, as I mentioned, are in Vancouver, BC right now, uh, which for those of you that are not aware, that's in Canada. Um, <laughs> and that is on the left side of the map. And, uh, and so, but you're originally from Minneapolis, right? Born and yeah, raised? Um, or what, what was that? Born and raised or like came to yeah. Minneapolis, spent most of life here? Yeah, uh, I was born in uh, in St. Louis Park, and then great town. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah, lived in um, spent a majority of my childhood in like Stillwater, Minnesota. Okay. Um, and then yeah, lived in Twin Cities between Minneapolis and St. Paul. Both okay. I love them both dearly. I'm one yes. one of the few who doesn't pick sides. <laughs> um, 
but <laughs> that's good. That's good. You're you're the Switzerland of Minneapolis and St. Paul. They both have such good things with them. Like, you know, Minneapolis has like everything and St. Paul has like parking wherever you want. So it's pretty great. <laughs> it's a beautiful blend. Yeah. yeah. It's got yeah. everything you need. I love talking to people about, you know, they they complain about Minneapolis and talk of how much they love St. Paul. And we might ruffle some feathers here right out of the mm. gate. Um, yeah. Controversial. Oh, super controversial. This is, you know, there's a reason there's an E on the logo, everyone. Um, Piping hot takes here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so I'm from Indiana. I've only been in Minnesota now for 15, 16 years, I think. Um, so there's so much more to explore, but I recognized early the, uh, the rivalries between Minnesota and Wisconsin and the rivalries between Minneapolis and St. Paul. And I can tell everyone right now, I'll just settle the argument as an outsider. They're both amazing cities. They have great architecture, great history, great food scene, great music scene. Um, there's equal sports teams or something like, you know, there's sports teams in both cities. So if you're a sports nut, yay, go to a baseball game in Minneapolis and then head over to St. Paul for a soccer game or a hockey game, whatever, uh, you know, gets you going. But I, I see no difference uh, in the two. And if anyone were to really force me to decide, I would have to go with St. Paul. There it is. It's out there. Um, it's the history yeah. of St. Paul, the architecture, it's fantastic, but all around, it's just a great the twin cities are fantastic. And really the, the state of Minnesota is, is a okay in my book. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. The only thing, the only gripe I have with Minnesota is that it just snows for so long and there's just no sunlight. And so for somebody with seasonal depression, that is, that's a struggle. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, this is, this is very true. So well, then maybe that's a, a, a good transition. What took you to Vancouver? Was it the sunshine or was it the real estate? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, this time of year, there's not really a lot of, well, there's definitely not a lot of real estate, but not a lot of sun either. Um, but we we had initially, me and my partner, um, moved to Los Angeles. And then um, she's a Canadian citizen. And so it was, um, it was like right towards the end of 2020 and we like, our lease was kind of running up and we were like, well, what do we do? Where are we going to go? And just like, we just kind of decided like, why not? Let's just go to, let's just go to Vancouver. Like we can. So we did. Um, I had never been here before, but it's a really cool town. It's really fun. And actually a lot of it reminds me of, um, St. Paul. A lot of times. Oh, nice. Okay. It's got heard, just a pretty pretty cool vibe. Yeah, I've, I've heard great things about Vancouver. I've never made it. It's too far away for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I won't I won't pay to travel somewhere. Um, you know, more than like an hour. So, <laughs> getting <laughs> getting to Vancouver uh, might be might take me a while. But mm-hmm. so you mentioned the end of 2020, um, you know, we could talk about the elephant in the room. That was, you know, you were, so you were in LA when COVID, you know, was, was here. Did that have anything to do with moving to Vancouver? Or was it more of just, you know, this is a point in our lives where we can, 
we're free to do whatever we want. And this is an option. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit of both. I think with the pandemic, um, at that point, we didn't really know anything about like vaccines or anything like that. And we were thinking like maybe going somewhere where socialized medicine is a thing mm. might be mm-hmm. helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't the main reason, but also I just wanted, we just wanted to go. We just wanted sure. to be here. Nice. So, um, it was, and it's just been cool to hang out and go into the mountains and be in, like the nature here is insane. It's like the, it looks like stuff that was like from f- like a final fantasy cutscene or something. Oh, like nice. it's insane. Nice. You're just like looking out at these places and you're like, I can't believe this is like a real thing that I'm looking <laughs> at. It's insane. This isn't a picture. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So for those that are, you know, listening that are not familiar with the final fantasy reference, it's a video game. Uh, pretty <laughs> right. well known. Pretty pretty well known. Yeah, game. <laughs> been around for for many years. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, think Mario Brothers, but on a cooler level. Although Mario Brothers is pretty awesome, which we might have to get into that because I know you're a, you're a huge uh, Nintendo Switch fan, I believe. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and also for those that are not familiar, when you, when when Nick mentioned socialized medicine. Um, Canada has a different healthcare system than we do here in the U. It's slightly more accessible. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Not not to get political. Yeah. I don't want to get political or anything like that. I'm just saying that I, uh, I have friends in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Mm, Yeah. Um, And so I'm fully aware of the differences when it comes to healthcare between the two countries and, and, and moving on. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've been in, in Vancouver now for, uh, well, what would that be? Let's see. Uh, about a year and a half now. Yeah. Is that, is yep. that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And yeah. in that last year and a half, and maybe even a little bit more, I'm going to tell you right now that my concept of time, and this is probably the you know, 30th time that people listening have heard me say this, it is gone. I forget what year it is. Sometimes I forget what month it is. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget what happened at a certain point. So, uh, you have been releasing a ton of music and tell my mother, I love her was an album you released. And, uh, according to my research, you released that in 2020. Correct. Is that true? Yeah, that was um, wow, geez, August of 2020, I believe. So I thought that was 2021. No, that's no, actually, 2021 was the first time in like 10 years that I didn't release a full album. Okay, I think um, there was stuff that like I played on and like a single that came out, but other than mm-hmm. that, it was I was mostly just getting this new record ready okay and then in that time writing another record and an instrumental record and like okay <laughs> working yeah on, working on other session stuff and yeah. um and yeah so it was a really busy year musically but i didn't have much to show for it didn't release much well no. i mean you had stuff to show for it because it happened in 2020 Right. And uh, the record that you're talking about that uh, that you were working on in 2021 is Sunbleach, which was just released, uh, what is it now, two weeks, three weeks ago? See, again, it's that concept of time. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it'll be two weeks on Friday. Okay, happy happy two weeks on Friday. Um, 
that album is killer. I love it. Oh, uh, so, you know, fantastic. Um, just opening track. Uh, I, I don't want to say that I base a lot of my listening on something. Um, but when I listen to music, um, and this is not about me, but I just want to touch on this real quick. When I listen to music, it, if an album or a song brings me back to a time in my life, whether it be, you know, it was 15 or, or six years ago, like, you know, as human beings, we go through trauma, we go through, um, uh, we go through positive, uh, emotions, great emotions, traumatic emotions, everything, the, 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 the breadth of emotions, we all experience them. And, uh, we all know this, that you tie certain things to those emotions and they resurface when you hear something that is, or sounds like something that happened in that time. Right. So, um, the, the show, the Showtime series, California Cation, I don't know if you've okay. ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah. David Duchovny. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Um, quite the series. If, uh, listeners, if you have not watched it, uh, I recommend that you do. And the reason I recommend that you do is it is an amazing storyline. Um, it is aggressive, but the soundtrack, (laughs) (laughs) the, the soundtrack of that series, uh, really for me, I, I went through a time in, um, 2015, 16, 17, where, uh, I had, so I didn't watch that show. Like when it came out, I, I caught onto it later. Sure. And the soundtrack of that series just, man, it got me through some shit. And so uh, when I started listening to Sunbleaches and combing through that album, like there's a couple songs in there that take me back to that soundtrack, that series, but also just it's very relaxing. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, the, the making of that album. Like I know the story, but maybe not everyone listening does. So what uh, tell us a little about a bit about yes. it. So when we, um, when my partner and I moved to Los Angeles, we had like, we got this kind of crazy situation where, um, like a friend of a friend had, um, like the second half of her condo open and she just needed somebody to just fill it in. Cause she was going to use it as an Airbnb, but like it was COVID. So she couldn't, um, and so we were like, yeah, sure. And it was like, you know, pretty reasonably priced. And she just she just wanted people to be there. Um, so we, and it was like a two bedroom condo in Los Angeles. And we were unemployed. And so like, cause everything shut down still. And so yeah. we were getting like the, the unemployment checks. And so while I was just there and like experiencing everything. I got like super, super inspired. And so like these songs would like fall out, um, like no demos or anything. Like I would just oh, be like, wow. I need to go record right now. And then I would record do better man or like something like that, you know, okay. like one of the songs and it would just be like exactly that way. And I would send it to, um, Nate Van Fleet, who's the drummer on all the songs. Um, and I'd be like, is this good? Is this bad? And he would just be like, I uh, already recorded the drums for it. It is good. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> um, yeah, here you go. Here's the here's the files. So, yeah, it kind of happened really quick. Like the, I wrote a lot of the stuff and tracked most of it. Um, yeah, within like three months or so. Okay. I think. Um, and there was some stuff in there, too, that I didn't 
didn't really like totally flush out. So that'll probably come up on the next one. But, um, but yeah, so there's, there was a lot of stuff happening there. Um, and then, yeah, it just like over the past year, like I was kind of sitting on it being like, I don't know if it's good. Like, is it too different? Is it, you know, whatever. But then everybody I showed it to would just be like, this is great. You should put this out. So I finally like paid money to have it mixed and mastered. And here we are. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, no, it's, I love that story of that. You know, everyone always asks, um, you always hear people ask songwriters like what comes first words, music, does it all come at the same time? How does it get there? And there's, there's people and and probably, you know, you're probably one of them, right? I, I am. Um, and, and pretty much everyone that I know is at some point you just write, just to write, just to like, get it out, get it something down, just get those brainwaves firing. Like if they Mm -hmm. sit around for too long, it just doesn't work. Like write a song about the floor tile. I don't know. Just figure something out to just get something going. But yeah, totally. You don't hear a lot of like, yeah, I was sitting watching wheel of fortune and, uh, and something just hit me and I, I had to get up and I went and I laid a track down and now it's, now it's a single. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that, w- that's kind of how it works for me now. Like I used to just write like a song a day and just be like, if it's good, then it's good. If it's bad, I'll workshop it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I still do that, you know, sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, these days, you know, especially like when I'm preoccupied with releasing stuff that I've already worked on. I'm not so focused on, um, you know, the creation of things, but it, it'll just be like, it happened the other day. I was just sitting around and laying on the couch with my partner and the dog. And I like grabbed the guitar quick and I strummed like three chords and was just like, I need to go, I need to go record right now. And so that was was a new song. And it's wild how like, I don't know. It'll just like pour out of me. It's like, if I'm not writing all that, it's like, it's like a dam and like all this water Mm. pressure is building and then it just like unloads. Okay. And so, yeah, usually when that happens, there's like three or four songs that come out. Nice. And then I, and then I have a big dry spell again. (laughs) Sure. Well, yeah, but you feel like it, there's enough. Well, I won't, I won't say enough, but there's stuff there. Um, excuse me sorry with uh you you make a good point of you know i'm just laying there and i grab the guitar three three chords and boom done like i gotta go record um i think now now is the time that really that can happen it you you know like before i don't know you tell me uh every everything is like right pre-pandemic post-pandemic um, some right. people are afraid to talk about it. I'm not. Um, my life has changed considerably over the last two years. The way I do things has changed considerably over the last uh, two years. I used to be avid on showering every day. Every morning is the first thing I did. <laughs> I showered. Uh, I have gone four days without showering in the last two years. Like It's happened. It happens regularly where it's just like life yeah. is different now. Um, Same. Yeah, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, but when, when, you know, I guess with technology, yeah, you can grab your phone and go, oh, I've got an idea. I've got to get this out. 
So my question to you is, have you ever had that, had that deal where you have an idea in your head and you're like, I can't get it out right now. I'm doing something like I, I, I got to do this first, but I'm going to keep it in my head. And then I'm going to make sure I get it out on paper or get a recorder or something like that. And then either you do, uh, and it's different than what you originally thought. Like once you hear it kind of play back, you're like, no, that's not what I imagined. So scrap that. Or have you ever had an idea where you've, you've thought about it and then it just like it disappears and it's gone and it's never to be found again. It's, uh, sometimes both. Um, usually if I'm like, you know, dinking around on guitar and I come across something, but yeah, I'm like cooking dinner or something Mm -hmm. like I can't just like run, run up here, you know, and record. Um, then yeah, I I'll bust out the phone and just like put it into this mound, like just absolutely monstrous. Like it's horrible. Yeah. No organization in my phone. It'll just be like random words. And, and then I'm just like, I have no idea what that is. And then like, you know, six months later, I'll click into it and be like, Oh, that was okay. Yeah. Um, most of the time I forget it, but that it's actually kind of funny that you bring it up. Um, cause so when I was, when we were in LA, one of the songs that like beamed to me basically was, um, this, the last song on the record called second chances. Um, and like, it just came like totally fully formed, like, the entire melody, how everything works. Like I just like had it and I was like, I knew how to play it the second I picked up the guitar and I, and I wrote it and like put words to it. And, and there it was. And I was like, wow, this is a really cool song. And I was like, and I got it done so fast. I can look in, like look into, you know, doing another song today or something, you know? Sure. Um, going through this just nightmare of a phone note, pad thing or whatever <laughs> looking for my ideas and then i found one from like when we were in um st paul we were living in st paul um and it was like unlabeled that just like the label is just our address you know so i clicked into it and um and it was me playing that song and i just had no Come idea and it was it was note for note the exact same i completely forgot about it and like i ran uh, my partner was outside and I like ran up to her with my phone. I was like, you need to hear this. Like, yeah, this is from, this is from months ago. And she was like, yeah, it's a little annoying to me that you um, just will write an entire song like that and then forget <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad that you did it again. <laughs> that is wild. Wow. That is just crazy. Like it is amazing what the brain can do. Um, it blew my mind. I was absolutely astonished and i was like i need to like go lay on the floor for a minute and just Mm -hmm. think about what my life is right now (laughs) yeah yeah well (laughs) there's oh i have a lot of questions now after that but we got (laughs) we got to stick with uh um you know with with the important stuff which is the music so um you know i so yeah, Sun Bleach, great album. I love it. And um, you mentioned that you've been working on some other stuff. So excited to hear that. Um, if you're listening right now, just hit pause, go find Sun Bleach, download it, buy it. Uh, go to Bandcamp, right? If it's, if it's a Friday and you're listening to this, Bandcamp Friday is probably waving on their fees. And so uh, go buy the album. Do you, um, as of right now, are you? do you have uh, records left? That's the yeah. question that I have yep. for the people. That's what everyone yeah, wanted me have, to ask. 
I still have a, a couple boxes. Okay, so perfect. We're going to sell those out. Um, so yeah, grab that. So I, I want to talk about um, your Enema of the State cover. <laughs> that's, that's just, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a thousand percent genius. Um, <laughs> but I, I would love to hear, and uh, it's very, very selfish of me saying I would love to hear, but uh, I just, you know, what got you into music? Uh, what what did you grow up on? Like, when did you realize that this is something you wanted to do? You've had several projects that you've worked on. You've done a ton of stuff here in Minneapolis. Uh, you're doing great things out out on the left coast. Like, what started it? Who started it? Was it a family member? Was it an album? You know, a lot of people say like, "Oh, I got this album for my birthday," um, yeah. and and that's what got it going. So run run us run us through that a little bit. For sure. Yeah, there was um. There's a few things really. Um, so when I was like a little kid, you know, we would listen to the radio in the car and I just like my earliest memories of like really being into music are like in the backseat, just singing my heart out to boys to men or like Mariah Carey or something, you know, like that nineties R and B stuff was like Casey and Jojo. Oh yeah. Oh man. Like, just it's crazy. Really. You you rattle those artists off, and in my brain, it's like a radio station right away. Like I went to, uh, yep. you know, it, it's it's hard to say goodbye. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The title's not not right, but and then it went straight to all my life. It's like boom. It's just yeah. The '90s were formative. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mean, I still think that Mariah Carey is like one of, if not the greatest pop star of all time. Um, but. Neither here nor there. Um, well, no one, anyway, no one is going to argue with you right now. You can't. Can you it's factually <laughs> accurate. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So I was super into that and like boy bands and stuff like that too. Kind of snuck in there because I was still pretty young. So like In Sync and Backstreet Boys and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I remember like really wanting. Um, like begging my grandma to get me the Backstreet Boys CD from Target and they were sold out. So she got me in sync and I was like, that yeah, whatever, they're interchangeable. Like at that age, you're just like, I don't think so anymore. Now I actually have an okay. opinion. Okay. I do like, I do think Backstreet Boys are a little better, but, um, <laughs> but then, yeah, it was like all around that time. And then like my brother was kind of into the, my older brother was kind of into that stuff too. Not as much, more so like boys to men. Um, and then like one day he came back from like a sleepover at a friend's house and he had Enema of the State. Okay. And like, he was just like, we're going to play PlayStation and we're going to listen to this album. I like, like that. You need to listen to this. And I, I was like, like okay. And he was like, don't tell mom. And I was like, you got it. <laughs> and then we listened to it and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, like, this is blowing my mind. It's got like all the poppiness of, you know, like everything I was into, but it's mm-hmm. got like this new thing. It's got this aggression and like, what is that? That's, you know, I'm 10. This is fun. Mm-hmm. And so like right after that, my brother got a guitar and we were just like obsessed. And like when he would be like gone, hanging out with friends, I'd sneak into his room and play his guitar, you know? Nice. <laughs> And, then, and so did you know what you were doing or were you just no because like my early days of playing the guitar i was just i don't know i don't i don't know what i was doing but uh it sounded great 
Yeah, no, I had no idea. I would actually, um, he would know I was playing it because I would take all the tuning pegs and make sure they were flat and even. Because <laughs> I thought that's what they were supposed to be. I'm like, he's got these things all over the place. That's not right. That's amazing. So I was very bad at sneaking in there because I would always do that. But um, yeah, and then after that, it was actually like, I kind of became obsessed with anything that had a guitar in it. Um, and the album, the color and the shape by the Foo Fighters. Okay. I got that for my birthday. Kind of like you were there, saying. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I wanted, there's nothing left to lose. And my uncle was just like, nah, you need this one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh he yeah, knew. yeah this, he knew this is the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. My, yeah. my brother's girlfriend, uh, well, X now got him the Chumbawamba album for Christmas one year. Mm. So she probably had the same kind of mindset of like, no, you need this one. Yeah. The Chumbawamba one. Now we're not talking about tub thumping. Yes, we are. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're like an anarchist punk band. So like. <laughs> yeah, no, we're talking. We're talking about the one that everyone knows we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It's good. That's a good one. Yep. Uh-huh. So uh so yeah, you got the Foo Fighters album. Yeah. <laughs> you got a much better birthday present. I did. From your uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Um God, that is funny though. Just the fact that so many kids had that Chumbawamba album and they're just like, Yeah, no, we have the hit. And then you go like two songs in and it's just like the government's lying to you. Yeah. That's amazing. There was a lot of that back then. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Where, where you would, well, uh, this probably, this is not a great comparison. I will self admit that, but um, Sugar Ray. uh, I was just thinking Sugar Ray. (laughs) Right. Green Machine. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know about that until I dove into them. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, falls apart. Oh, God, these guys get me, man. I bet their entire catalog just gets me in my teenage angst. And I'm like, green machine. I'm like, wait, what? Okay, here we go. Yeah, I was 1459 was a big one for me. Like a big album. Yeah. So, and I loved the song Fly. So I was like, well, you know, obviously the next step would be to get the album floored by Sugar Ray because that's got Fly on it. Absolutely. gonna be good and it's nothing like that it's like a yeah. really terrible version of motorhead like it's really bad <laughs> yeah oh and uh and it's really not for me but it doesn't there's have those there's people yet. that are gonna listen to this that are gonna go man these guys just get me or uh fuck these guys or <laughs> some real some real sugar ray purists there's gonna be the uh yeah the, the it's, you gotta it's listen gonna to be brownies man that's the one <laughs> that's it it's what we need what was um gosh i can't think of the band name right now there was so much in the 90s but uh oh you're my butterfly sugar oh that's crazy town yes crazy town that's, so crazy that's another town. one where uh, if memory serves me correct, and I might be confusing them with a couple other bands as well, but um, you heard that song and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go grab right. the album. You know, grab your buddies or your girlfriend and be like, let's go grab the album. This song's so sweet. I'm sure the whole album's sweet. No, it's not. No, no, no they were like a they were like a diet Linkin Park. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, oh, oh, the funniest. God, I just remember being a kid and getting Guitar World magazine. Oh, yeah. There was an ad for their guitar player's um, signature guitar, and it was a five string, <laughs> and it didn't have the high E. It was just like a five string electric guitar, no high E. And then they were like, why did you decide to take the high E off? And I was like, maybe he plays in like a weird tuning and like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I just never use it. <laughs> you don't use it? Why? You're a guitar player. What you do don't you need mean? it. You don't use no. It? Nope. <laughs> Blew my mind. I'm in a couple of my acoustics are back here. High E's. They're out. They're gone. Yeah. Get rid of them. I'm going to go to the local local uh, guitar store tomorrow and just be like, I need a few sets of strings, but take get rid of the high E. I don't use them. Yeah. I, just, I don't use it. It's Throw out. it out. <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> Who needs it? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, we've gotten a little off track. We're we're talking about the music <laughs> that shaped Nick Costa. Yeah. And uh, but man, we are. I'm telling you right now, we're on to something. We're on point, uh, mm-hmm. and we're speaking truth right now. That's, That's right. all there is to it. That's what's important. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, we're going to come back a little bit to the Foo Fighters album again. That like was that the defining album or was it enema of the state it was probably more enema of the state than anything but i think the foo fighters made me realize because color in the shape is so diverse Mm -hmm. you know enema of the state's very like one it's got it does its thing and it does it perfectly yeah i don't think that like any album did that better but uh you know color in the shape is like you know there's like this like the jazzy like soft acoustic pop songs and then there's also like just the heaviest things you yeah. can ever imagine and everything in between um so i think that made me realize like oh okay i think i like just a lot of music then sure so that one opened a lot more doors okay okay yeah and as you mentioned you know right there i think i like a lot of music um Enema of the state, as you mentioned, it it had a path. It was straight. It was clear. You knew where it was going from start to finish. Um, well, maybe you didn't know, but you weren't you weren't uh, caught off guard uh, as you were going through it. You then we're gonna fast forward real quick, but we're gonna come back. Um, you covered it entire album, yeah, as well as artwork, um, <laughs> which yeah. yeah, my partner uh, took, the, took the album cover <laughs> picture. You know, um, I mean, you know, some people have seen it pop up in, in my car. I, I listen to it. I'll be honest. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I listen to it a lot and yeah. cause it's great. It's a great, uh, it's a great version of it. I, I love what you did with it from a transformation standpoint. Um, I'm, you know, I gotta be honest, the album cover, it concerns me. I've, I have a lot of questions about that. That's probably another episode but everyone just go listen check it out basically you recreated the album cover you Mm -hmm. recreated the album in your own version it is nothing like it and so now i want to tie that back to um to the foo fighters what came after and you know you mentioned that there you love different kinds of music and so enema of the state is not it's not a rock album, your version. It's not a rock album, right? No. Or, or would you say it is? I, I I view it more as like, you know, acoustic. I don't want to say folk. Um, right. 
you know, but it's not it, the, the amps aren't up to 11 in it. So how do you get from there? Like you clearly love all, all genres of music. Yeah. Well, so there's a few things that made me want to do that record that day or that way. Sorry. Not that day. I was like, that's impressive that day. (laughs) Well, so. Or maybe a lot of it did. (laughs) A lot of it was done in a day. Okay. Because so the way I learned how to play guitar was my brother and I just would go one string at a time and figure out how to play that album. Oh, okay. So like I knew how to play that album so, before yeah. I knew how to play anything else. And that sure. was like, that's all I knew how to play. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I did all the guitars and stuff on that in like one take and then the vocals were like another day and then it was done. Um, okay. So it was like real quick. Like the about as long as it takes for you to listen to that album is about how long it took for me to record it. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, except for Adam's song, that one's a little bit more over the mm-hmm. top. But um, but yeah. So um, I kind of lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Yeah. Oh, no, the, the reason the reason why I wanted to do it that way um, was when I would be playing like solo shows, um, my older brother lived in Duluth. Um, and so I'd be playing and like, you know, maybe it would be like a little, there'd be like five people there, 10 people there or something, mm-hmm. you know, not a big show. And he would like sneak in, he'd like come down from Duluth, sneak in and like stand in the back of the room. And then like when there was like a lull or I was tuning, he'd just go play Wendy clear. Oh my gosh. And so I was like, all right, I'll do it. And then yeah. I played Wendy Clear and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is a cool way to do that song. Mm-hmm. And that's a, it pretty much exactly how it is on that, on that recording. Okay. Um, but then when I started doing solo tours, um, I'd be like, hey, here's the deal. Um, you know, I've got about an hour's worth of music that I wrote that I'm going to play or you guys can pay me a hundred dollars and I'll play Enema of the state front to back. And like people started doing it. <laughs> oh shit. That's awesome. I'd just be like, Oh, I just got a Venmo thing for a hundred dollars. So yeah. So Enema of the state it is top, Boom. like off the top of my head, no lyrics in track order. <laughs> that's impressive. I got to write that down real quick. Learn an album front to back that people will pay to hear. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Apparently Enema of the state is the big money maker. There. That's the one. All right. So, so our generation's okay. dark side of the moon. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's yeah. that's the ultimate quote right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, I don't mean it. Um, but anyway. <laughs> so I guess I guess you know my question is uh, you know Foo Fighters. We're talking Foo Fighters. We're talking um, we're talking Blink One Eighty Two. We're talking Chumbawamba. Yeah. Uh, you know, how do you? why do you have an acoustic guitar behind you? How do you, how do you get to that point? I mean, I, I'll be honest. I got there too. Um, my first guitar was, well, I don't know what my first guitar was. It was like a Yamaha six string electric double cut. Uh, and I played Mr. Big, uh, on it nonstop, um, out of a 10 watt amp, but in college, you know, like in college, I got this massive crate amp that some kid down the hall gave me. And mm-hmm. I've got uh, I've got a Dan Electro, which was just a sweet reissue. 
um, just cool to have it. Um, and then, you know, someone's like crappy Stratocaster and I'm trying to save up money for a PRS and all I want to do is dress like Mark Tremonti. Um, please don't judge me. Anyone? Um, he's a hell of a guitar player. Uh, it's, it's not my fault that he got that, that someone paired him up with Scott step, but, um, (laughs) but now, uh, I haven't, I haven't looked at, at, at my electric guitars and God knows how long, you know? Mm. So, so yeah. What, what got you to that point? I, mean, I don't know. It got me to that point. No one gives a shit. Uh, what got you to that point? Um, well, yeah, that's, um, that's a pretty good question. I mean, you know, color in the shape opened me up to the idea of acoustic stuff too. Cause there's like the song walking after you and, um, what is it? See you, I think is what it, these notes are marked return to sender. So I'm not uh, good with song titles. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called yeah. See You. Okay. But anyway, um, but I mean, still, like, I wasn't super sold. I just, like, thought it was a portable way to play guitar, essentially. Okay. Um, and then when I was, le- like, in high school, I only listened to, like, hardcore punk stuff. And, like, it was either hardcore punk stuff or, like, really emo like my chemical romance and like the used and stuff okay um or but it was like so funny because it'd be like that or like refused or mm, <laughs> like okay. minor threat you know like it would go like really heavy or like really melodic mm-hmm. um but i needed a lot of loud guitars and then one day um i got I forgot if it was like Christmas or my birthday or something. Um, I got Damien Rice's album. Oh, good one. On CD. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a CD and DVD combo pack. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can try this out. Sure. And my aunt gave it to me. Cause my aunt worked for, um, for Sony records. Oh, okay. Nice. So, yeah. And so she would just send us boxes of CDs, like massive boxes of CDs. And, um, and are and you okay with that, knowing that she was give, just giving you free CDs for Christmas presents? No. Yeah. No. I said, well, yeah. Why wouldn't you be right? Yeah. I, I want me that. To the office one time, <laughs> and she opened up this closet. I remember, and um, and she was just like, "Take what you want." Oh, and it was that's just like nice. a it was a huge thing of CDs, and I was like, "Okay." Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that album was kind of a game changer for me, and then I saw him live. And that was like the oh. first time I was just like, wow, this is, you don't need to like, you know, be pressed up against like, you know, 300 people and mm-hmm. don't need somebody sweating and shouting at you. Like you can have like a really beautiful experience with like mm-hmm. an acoustic guitar. There's a point where he just like unplugged his guitar, walked away from the microphone and played a song. And it was like the most amazing thing I'd ever seen. It was clear as day. Um, it sounded really good. And so like from that day on, I was just like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I want to play, I want to play like a theater. I want to play, you know, like it doesn't matter what kind of guitar I'm going to play. If it's acoustic, if it's electric, if it's loud, if it's quiet, like that's what I want to do. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I saw, um, you know, we all dream of playing stadiums, right. Um, and just, you know, uh, waking up in a new city on a bus and 
you know, walking outside and having everything set up and, and then you just walk on and it's like 50,000 people, like as kids uh, that want to be musicians, which I think every kid probably wants to be a, a rock star at some point in their lives. Um, yeah. You know, uh, that's what we uh, really want. We don't do any work to get there uh, at that young age, <laughs> um, but that's what we want. Yeah. Um, but, you know, similar, similar to your situation, I once saw uh, a singer songwriter play a show with someone on cello. Uh, his name was Matt Nathanson. The cello player's name was Matt Fish. And holy crap, was it, it was amazing that yeah. his strum pattern, uh, his interaction with the crowd. It's like you don't need, um, you know, a bunch of amplifiers. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the amplifiers. Uh, let's let's turn it up to 11. Let's have a oh, good yeah. time. But there's also a time and a place to just just be there with with an acoustic guitar and maybe some Absolutely. something behind it. And and it's uh it's pretty awesome and so that's uh yeah i think we all have that moment where we go you know it's okay to not play uh for fifty thousand people like at that point for me when i saw that that was where i was like i i would be okay just playing for like 500 people but yeah. you know just because totally. like the message that you can get out in the, the interaction that you can have like it'd be so awesome it'd be so fun to do that so yeah um and then it just becomes a bunch of acoustic guitars <laughs> and, and that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Totally. So, so you, you, you mentioned you listened to the radio a lot growing up. Was there, um, like, did your parents or, you know, well, your uncle gave you the, the Foo Fighters album, but were there any artists that your parents like pushed on you or maybe not pushed on you, but like they listened to a bunch that as you're writing today, you kind of go, Oh yeah, I remember that, that album oh, or that yeah. song. They weren't super into like they were my dad was really into having music in the car and having that be like something that we could do together is like listen to music. And so he would he would buy like a lot of compilation CDs. Oh, OK. So that that way we had some variety or whatever. Okay. Um, but occasionally like he'd have an album. And so there was like Spin Doctor's Pocket Full of Kryptonite. That was one that he that he had. Good one. Yeah. Um, Nevermind by Nirvana, um, 10 by Pearl Jam. And I think those are the main ones. Count, there's a Counting Crows one. Okay. Too. Um, but yeah. And so like, other than that, it was like compilations and there was one in particular that he would always play because the f track one was American pie. Oh, Nice. Adam McLean. Okay. And so like if we just had like a 10 minute drive, that kept us occupied. For oh, 10 minutes, absolutely. You know? Yeah, it did. Um, and we loved it. It's still, I think, maybe my favorite song ever. Like I love that song. Um, and it's probably because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Th those memories. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Like that you tie to. Yeah. There's a lot of. Um, so. Like I was I'm not a Bob Bob Seger fan, not a big Bob Seger fan. Sure. Everybody's a Bob Seger fan. Not everybody's a big Bob Seger fan. <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah. As Hollywood night starts playing in my brain. Um, there's a, there's a line, there's a line of a, of a Matt Nathanson song that says, uh, uh, my head's a stereo. You can't turn off. 
And literally, like, if people mention an artist, a song will just pop into my brain and my brain starts playing it. And I'm like, yeah, this is a good tune. Um, so, yeah, Hollywood Nights literally just started playing in my head. But I, I, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't get in the car or um, as I'm doing work around the house or something like that. I don't dial up Bob Seger a lot. But if Bob yeah. Seger comes on, damn it, I'm turning it up. I'm cranking it up because my dad loved um i don't remember the name of the album it was a silver it was a cassette first and foremost but it's silver and the band was on the front and we would listen to that uh that album a lot of music that i learned i learned driving from indiana to wisconsin every summer um everyone else would sleep in the back i'd sit shotgun my dad would drive 12 hours through the night and we'd listen to music nonstop. there was i mean there was petty there was um uh, Bob Seger, there was the Beach Boys, Chuck Berry, uh, all all kinds of stuff like that. So so yeah, I I can appreciate like just getting that mix of music and and it just sticks with you. Um, yeah, more for a memory, but it also is just there and yeah. maybe in recall. Another one kind of for me too. I remember being a kid, like a little kid, and like being in our basement and watching TV, and there was some some commercial or something that always played let it be um and so like that was my first memory of like the beatles and then okay. i think it was like my brother again being like oh well, we should just listen to let it be mm-hmm. and so yeah like i remember that it was either that no i'm sorry it was hey jude sorry it was hey jude specifically because i remember I remember listening to that song and then watching the fox and the hound and then just like those two are just like intertwined in my put them together yeah yeah okay it's one of those that's how my kids are with sarah mclaughlin's uh angel um (laughs) so um so when did weezer come into play i i i introduced you as a as a weezer super fan you love weezer and you know end of story like where does weezer fit in um and you know, let's dive into that. I, let, yeah. let's, let's pick that apart. So I got the green album in one of those boxes of CDs mm. that my aunt would give me. And I remember listening to it and being like, this has everything that I would want, but like, I don't know. Like I'm confused. Right. Cause it's not super punk rock. Like these dudes are nerdy mm-hmm. and like, this is weird. And like, you know, they're wearing <laughs> sweaters on the cover. Like, what is this? Um, but then I would keep listening to it and I just kept going back and like photograph was like the song for me from okay. an album where I was just like, Oh my God, this song is great. Um, and then, and then I didn't really listen to him again. Like I knew like, you know, the sweater song and songs mm-hmm. from the blue album. And I never listened to Pinkerton until like I was in my twenties. Oh, okay. Um, because I didn't really think about Weezer that much, frankly. Um, Oh, Maladroit came out too, and I was pretty into, pretty into that kind of. Like I like the song "Keep Fishing." Okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, that was when I started kind of getting into like kind of the harder stuff. So like, I was also listening to starting to listen to like Black Flag. So oh, like, I'm not really. There you go. I'm a little past Weezer at that point. Sure. But then, when I was like 20, 21, um, I remember my roommate and former bandmate um he was like we were we were sitting in his car 
doing nothing in particular. And um, he <laughs> he was just like, you ever just like listen to Weezer? And I was like, not really. Like, kind of. What a I question. Guess. And then we put on Pinkerton and we listened to it, like just sitting in his car on the like outside our house. Um, and it was just like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we just really dove into Weezer at that point. And I think that was, I think that was pre Ratitude, which is probably for the best. Um, but it was post Red album. Okay. So I don't know. I I got I'd have to go back and look and see what those released. But um yeah, I remember being like, yeah, this is good. Like it kind of trails off around the red album, but like sure. you know, Maladroit is incredible. And I still think that that's their best record. I think that's I think that was absolutely amazing. There uh, it is. The public can't they can't argue. Nor no. would they have an argument. Right. But then, you know, from a lot of people say like from make believe, but I think make believe gets a bad, bad reputation there. Cause there's a lot of hot takes all, I, going I on right it's now. That bad. It's got the song hold me, which is like one of the better Weezer songs. And like in the grand scheme of Weezer, are you going to tell me that Beverly Hills is that bad of a song? Like you're going to, you're going to tell me you're going to sit there and tell me that Beverly Hills is worse than I'm your daddy. I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> like it's it's the reality, right? It, it, when you break down Beverly Hills, no, it's not that bad. No, it's El Scorcho. I'm sorry. It just like maybe it hits some people at the wrong time, you yeah. know. But, uh, but it's not a bad song. And um, I bet if you go up to someone on the street and you go, "Name me a name, name me a Weezer song." It's going to be uh, Buddy Holly, Beverly Hills, or Island in the Sun. Right. Yeah. Um, and if it's Africa, um, then they have <laughs> they have to name another song. One of my or favorite, else they can't wear the t-shirt. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> one of my favorite like anti-comedy jokes is um, whenever Africa by Toto is playing, I always go like, "Oh, this is a weird Weezer cover." <laughs> so. My favorite thing to do at the grocery store. Um, no, I, I love that. Uh, <laughs> which is it? So, quick gripe here, real quick. Um, yeah. uh, Jason Isbell, singer songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, just come on, you know, phenomenal in my opinion. Um, has the song "Cover Me Up" mm-hmm. that was covered by Morgan Whalen, Wallen. Don't know. Uh, don't care. Yeah. Um, you know, another hot take that's, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, close that out. Um, uh-huh. That's fine. Um, I've had, I have played that at shows before when people ask for, they'll go, play me a Morgan Wallen song. That's a and great I'm like, workaround, though. I'm like, here it is. Cover me up. And they're like, that's his best song ever. I'm like, no, it's not his um moving on and they're just like what are you talking about and i'm like i can't get into it right now but uh you know you talk about you know the joke which i love uh it's it's <laughs> you know yeah so that's my gripe anyways i'm getting us totally. off track <laughs> no i remember um one time this is also off track but it's relating to that um somebody came up to me at a, at some show and was just like do you know the song 
Angel by Justin Bieber. And I was just like, uh, I know the song Angel by Shaggy. And she was like, okay, whatever. Sure. <laughs> just play that one. <laughs> I did it. There's a Shaggy voice and everything. <laughs> nice. Uh, not the Scooby-Doo Shaggy for those no. uh, that are concerned. The uh, It Wasn't Me Shaggy. That was the one. Yep. Yeah, he had a song called Angel that was pretty much just the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the Steve Miller Band. Yeah. With yep. Shaggy singing over it. So. <laughs> oh man, I bet I bet Shaggy could do a killer version of the Joker. I mean, well, he has. He um, <laughs> and I, you know what? I hope he medleys the shit out of that live. Oh. He should. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I'll get Can in touch with uh, with their people. I'll let yeah. them know that this was our idea. Um, so, so what now? What are you listening to these days? What's what's keeping you? What's keeping your interest peaked? Yeah, still a lot of Weezer. Um, they have four albums coming out this year. That's crazy. Yeah, the but spring awesome ones too. are right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like spring, summer, fall, winter. Oh, uh, got it. Yeah. So the spring ones like. Okay, the the first song is like maybe one of the cringiest things I've ever heard in my entire life, but it gets better after that. Okay. Um. Yeah. What? There's so much Willie Nelson. All the yeah. Time. So get, let's sidetrack real quick. You go to a record store, mm-hmm. uh, once a week or often. We'll say often. O- often. Yeah. yeah. If I if I can go once a week, I will. Yeah. And you you show the world what you have purchased from said record store. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of Willie Nelson in there. Um, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and dive into that real quick and get the uh, get the backstory here. Uh, For sure. What you know where where does that come from? What it's I mean it's Willie Nelson. You know we really could just right. leave it at that, right? It's Willie Nelson. You know, leave me alone. Well, yes and no, because uh, like. You know, I was kind of raised with this idea that Willie was just like some character, you know, like he was just some stoner. And uh, I didn't really give his music like much of a listen. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought he was cheesy country stuff or whatever. Sure. Well, you hear On the Road Again and yeah. Right. You know, and like mm-hmm. I love On the Road Again. It's a great and, song. Yeah. And I, and I really love like. I'm a huge, huge fan of like 60s and 70s country music. I adore it. Like Loretta Lynn is like one of my songwriting heroes, basically, you know? So um, I had heard the song Country Willie one day. um, And then, and this was years and years ago. um, And then I was like, oh, I should like get into Willie Nelson if that's what his stuff is like, you know? Um, and so I just went to, you know, Spotify or something and found redheaded stranger. And I just saved that to okay. my phone. Um, and I figured like, that's probably a good jumping off point. I know the song blue eyes crying in the rain. Um, and I had no idea that it was like big one, big, long masterpiece essentially. Okay. Um, and so like when I heard that, I listened to it obsessively but I didn't branch out at all. Like I just like stuck with that record. That's all right. I mean, you know, that's fine too. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like it grew to be like, probably like 
I would say I have two favorite records of all time, and it's Ram by Paul McCartney, Paul and Linda McCartney, and Redheaded Stranger by Willie Nelson. Like those are my top two. Okay. Um, and if I like, like if I had to pick, that would be it. But anyway, um, I would just go listen to that record, and I never branched out until this past you know year and a half. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just try and listen to one of these albums I think is cheesy that's in every dollar bin. It's got to be fine, right? And then I listened to Over the Rainbow. Mm. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Like, this is just like a great New Orleans jazz record. And I was like, well, what else does he have? And then I started diving in and he's got, you know, 80 albums or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I've been yeah. making it my mission to listen to all of it. I love that. I, I, uh, I, I too had the uh, thought that uh, his persona that was, I don't know, eighties, seventies of, um, you know, just, I, I thought Willie was born with the beard and the long hair and a joint in his hand. Right. right? Totally. And then um, one day I, 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 I see a picture of him and, you know, he's clean shaven. He's got a suit on and it's like, who the hell is that? And yeah. well, that's Willie Nelson. Well, no, it's not. What? Who is this human being? <laughs> um, <laughs> he has, he has, uh, he. I mean, he's got a catalog, and um, yeah. it's phenomenal. And and I love it. And I love the fact that you know, if you really dive into it, you just learn so much and and different styles and different, you know, different sounds and everything and just, just phenomenal. And he's a national treasure. He really is. And like, what a badass! like, yeah. In the best way too. Like he is like very kind to everybody, but he also like is unwilling to like do things that he's not comfortable with Mm -hmm. entirely. To the point where I guess for Redheaded Stranger, when he turned it in, they were like, okay, so these are the demos for the album? And he was like, no, this is it. This uh, is yeah, it. I like that. And uh, and then um, they were like, well, no, you're going to have to like produce these. These need to be. It was the first one that he got permission to self-produce. And so like, wow. I'm pretty sure. And so they were just like, well, this isn't going to work. We need to like step it up. Mm-hmm. And I guess Merle Haggard like busted into the office and like shouted at him and they just let the album be. They're just like, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Don't mess with Merle. Damn no. it. Yeah. Def Leppard would either, never be able to do that. It's either Merle or Waylon. I don't remember which one. Yeah, you know what? They're all badasses and uh, just, yeah, great catalogs. And, and that was, you talk about, you know, 60s, 70s country back then. Like that was that was good country. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I love like I love the fact that you could have like a just a absolute, you know, top charting song and like you can tell that they came up with the title first before anything else, you know. Sure. You know, like yeah. don't come home a drinking with loving on your mind. Somebody yeah. said that once and they were just like, yeah. So, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I got a yeah. song done. There's it's so insane. many there's so many ex-wives and girlfriends that uh, need to be credited for the title of the song. If if you <laughs> could get royalties for song titles, uh, yeah. oh, the money they would make. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, 
so, so what else, you know, what else is out there? What are you, what are you working on maybe that, uh, um, or, or working with people you've talked a lot about doing some studio stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, what's, you know, what, what's getting, what's getting played a lot these days. Played a lot. Um, always a lot of, um, like Paul McCartney stuff. Um, like if I'm listening to stuff, a lot of Paul mm-hmm. McCartney, a lot of Willie Nelson, a lot of, uh, um, Margo and the nuclear so-and-sos. I don't know if you know them. You're from I'm, Indiana. Yeah, but I've not heard. Maybe I have heard of that name. Uh, the, the, the main guy went uh, like solo, quote unquote. I think he was, he just started using his name. Sure. Um, His name is Richard Edwards and he has a bunch of really incredible albums. Definitely okay. worth looking up. Okay. Um, But all the Margot records are great. And it's kind of the same thing as Willie where like every record's a little different. So like, you never actually know what you're going to get. Um, I like that. But yeah, so those those are big for me. All of those records are are huge. Um But yeah, like as far as like musically what I'm up to, um I've been working on a lot of like instrumental stuff. Okay. Piano um based instrumental stuff, sometimes like really weird guitar stuff. Okay. <laughs> um and like synthy stuff too. But yeah, it's, um, that's been fun. I've been kind of using that as like a meditation. Um, and that's been great mentally nice. for me mentally. It's been amazing. Yeah. And the songs turned out pretty cool. So I'm actually going to put out a record of that stuff later this year. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. But then I'm also, uh, like I've got like 30 songs done for another record too okay and that just kind of keeps going so i'm just gonna keep writing until i have like you know 10 to 12 that i'm really stoked on and or that i can know what to do with (laughs) just keep just just keep it coming like yeah yeah, absolutely don't you know stop never never stop never stop i love that that's awesome Awesome. Very cool. So, um, so where can the listeners get a little more information? You know, obviously your music is, um, I mentioned, uh, Bandcamp and, um, I will mention Bandcamp first and foremost, because, uh, from a royalty standpoint or just a payout standpoint, Bandcamp is, is the best. Um, but Bandcamp, Apple music, Spotify title, yeah. yeah. If Nick, you can stream it, it's on there. Yeah. Um, there is like another Nick Costa who does hip hop who, okay. I, uh, and I will not say anything on the quality of it, but sure. it is not me. Okay. I cannot stress it enough. All right. It is not me. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you start, if you start hearing hip hop and think that I took like a really different direction, um, not yet. All right. Well, not out of the question. Hey, but it's yeah, absolutely. No, never yeah. say never, but uh, never say never. Don't confuse hip hop Nick Costa with this Nick Costa. So right, absolutely. Different, okay, different. and then uh, where else can where else can we find you? NickCosta.com? Yeah, so Nick Costa.com. Dash the symbol. Um, Don't a, spell it out, Dad. It's just Nick, and then the yeah the dash, the right. actual symbol. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, and there's a merch store on there too, where you can awesome. you know, get the vinyl or uh, you, for for Sunbleach or Tell My Mother. I have vinyl for those both right now. Okay, so. all right. And you have a pretty awesome, pretty 
uh, pretty badass uh, T-shirt right now that is uh, designed after it's an homage to the fantastic Topo Chico. Yeah, Topo Chico. Absolutely. Yeah, right. love that stuff. It's, isn't I'd it amazing? My blood with that stuff if it was fine, if that was okay. Yeah. If the doctor gave me the okay, I would do. Yeah, that. yeah. We get uh, here in this house. We get um, like we'll grab like you know three or four four packs. Mm. of the bottles they're gone within like two days yeah. um and then uh liquid death mountain water it's canned mountain water yeah. i don't know if you've heard of it yeah we get two I cases of that delivered a month and um they're gone within a week uh <laughs> even, even even our kids are drinking them and yeah i told the kids that you know because we got a little water dispenser on our on our uh, refrigerator we splurged um and uh <laughs> I, I tell them, like, they'll drink one. And I go, just refill it with the water in the refrigerator. Put it back in the fridge for, like, 30 minutes. And then get it. And it's like drinking another can of liquid death. Please stop drinking all of my water. <laughs> like, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, absolutely. Kids these days. Um, but, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, I love that T-shirt design. It's fantastic. So, uh, so, everyone, if you're looking for a new T-shirt for the summer, head over to Nick dash costa.com grab yourself a t-shirt um i'm looking forward to hearing some of the new stuff uh still really i'll be honest with you i'm still downloading uh sunbleach uh not you know not literally um right. more just listening to it uh yeah. i like to take several runs through albums because there's always those little things that you hear so you know what i'm hearing so far i love it it's uh it definitely has that that west coast vibe to it um uh, again, as I mentioned, terrible with track names, track three, you mentioned it earlier and now my brain is just uh, firing. Do right better now. man would be track three. Do better man. Yes. Yes. That reminds me of a, like, a like my brain always goes to like an old Pete Yorn song. Um, or oh, like, yeah. it's just like those, like those, you know, yeah, those coastal vibes. So I, I love, I love the album. I love what you did with it. Congratulations on it. Sounds amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, and I uh, thank you. Uh, I've taken up way, way more of your time uh, than <laughs> I told you I would. Um, I'm having a blast. And yeah, no, I do appreciate it. I appreciate being a part of it. And uh, thank you very much. Um, and, you know, I'd love to to do another hour sometime in the future. Uh, yeah, and just, absolutely. just keep talking music and, and really... I don't, I don't think I've gotten my full answer on the whole Weezer aspect of things, you know. Oh, we could do I, a whole I, podcast I, on that. <laughs> Just a whole series. Um, we really could, we, yeah. we, we got to go album by album. Album album by album, song by song. <laughs> I've seen people, there's a comedian, Nikki Glaser. I don't know if you've heard of her. Yeah. Um, she's a huge Taylor Swift fan. Hmm. Like just massive. And sure. she has multiple times ranked um like the top 10 taylor swift songs in her opinion so or then she'll do like a bracket style like okay now i've got you know um i've got red up against Mm. you know i don't know 22 uh and here's why i picked the song that i picked between the two of them uh so you know um i wouldn't mind seeing that with the little weezer action Um, yeah it would be very unpopular for people who claim they're Weezer fans, for sure. Because there'd be some 
real weird stuff in there. But yeah. I think that's I think that's the best part of it though too is like people that are like, oh no, I I know this band, I know which direction this person's going, and then you just go mm-hmm. just a complete one eighty. No, nah, and it's yeah. like, you know what? I you see a lot of those. I don't know. It's very common um, where you see like people are doing little like brackets or competitions mm-hmm. of songs or they do polls or any or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I saw one the other day of John Mayer. Um, why it showed up in my Instagram search, I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, know why it, a lot of things of show up in my Instagram search, to be honest. Um, uh-huh. But uh, the algorithms are running. But yeah. uh, it was a John Mayer bracket. And I was like, oh, I'm going to look at this. So it was like down to the final four or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to look at this. I want to see what they pitted against each other and like what went and what direction I would have gone. And as mm-hmm. I'm going through it, um, the song, uh, I don't know how much of a John Mayer listener you are, uh, yeah, but the, the song uh, Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey. Sure. Was nowhere on the bracket. What? Yeah. Immediately I went, this is this is shit. I, I don't care <laughs> about anything else. Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey's not on it. Uh, but waiting on the world to change is, which all waiting on the world to change is, is let's get it on. Right. Come on, guys. Like, do better. So I would appreciate a Weezer competition. Um, okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, to your I point. Mean, I, could, I can pretty much tell you now that the number one would probably be the song L.A. Girls by, um, by Weezer on uh, the White Album. Oh man, I really thought you were going to go with uh, Africa, but mm. all right. Nah, yeah. Close second. Uh, <laughs> that one's number two. That one's number two. It's yeah. right there. It it's is right there. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you spent all night thinking about that one and just really, really, really gutted the decision making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you again. Um, yeah. Again, I, I, you know, thank you for the time. I appreciate it in the chat. This has been fun and uh, I'd love to do it again. Wish you all the best and uh, keep following you. And for those that are on the social medias, Instagram, uh, Nick Costa, C-O-S-T-A, uh, right? I, I'm not messing that up. Yeah, that's right. Make sure. Okay. All right. And uh, on the Instagram, you're going to see the records that Nick is pulling down at the record store his love for Weezer and, uh, and all good things. So, uh, so definitely check that out. Check out nick-costa.com. Nick, thank you again so much. Uh, enjoy your Tuesday evening. Don't get too crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, it's only Wednesday tomorrow. So slow and steady right. wins the race, but, right. uh, thank you for the time. I appreciate it. And, uh, and looking forward to doing it again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right, everyone, have a good uh, good rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Again, Nick Costa. My name's Todd Hurst. This is me from the couch. Take care. We'll see you next time. <laughs>